this is the Brandy Johnson with episode three of For the Love of Queens podcast. And today I am so excited to introduce you to a new acquaintance and sister queen of mine by the name of Shamika Willis, also known as Lady Queen I Am. So Miss Shamika, how are you today? Great. How are you doing? I'm doing absolutely phenomenal. Like I said, I'm extremely excited to get a chance to talk to you. And I realized in talking to you for a very short time earlier today, how much we have in common, even though we come from different backgrounds. Definitely. So what is your passion? What has brought you to the forefront? What got you creating these wonderful videos that I happened across? Well, I think what really came about is I was tired of the type of life I was living, to be honest. I had um, went through a very bad marriage uh, for about 10 years where I went through every type of abuse you can think of. Um, and then once I was delivered from that and went in and then kind of started trying to find Shamika, find out who Shamika was. And then God allowed me to get remarried and uh, I married a great husband and even through that, going through the trials to the tribulations, even just of blending two lives together, I was like, okay, there has to be something more than just waking up, going to work to pay these bills and then come back home and to do it all over again. You know, I was like, there has to be something more. And then that's when I actually heard um, a great motivational speaker and started listening more and more to him. And I was like, you know what, this, it, there has to be something behind this. You know, I see his life and I see the type of life he's living. There has to be something behind this. And so the more and more I listened, the more and more I, I, I realized how much of that was inside of me. So then I started recording things and, you know, music, music has always been my passion. So I was like, you know what, I wonder if I put this to music. And that's where like everything just started. And I was like, man, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is why I'm here on this earth. Beautiful, beautiful. Now, what, where did you start when you realized you wanted to do something different? Did you start, uh, I know you started listening to motivational um, videos on YouTube, but did you start reading different books? Have you found authors that you like to follow and, and learn from as well? Yes, actually, I did read a few books. Um, I'm definitely more of that audio person because I'm on the go so much, I would do better putting on an audio uh, type, whether they're reading the book or whether it's just listening to the video. I did well doing that, listening to those. And, you know, some of the authors that that I really love to follow was Earl Nightingale, um, Napoleon Hill, like the older type guys is, is what actually I started listening to at first. And uh, uh, Jim John, he was another one, you know, but these type of guys were the ones that I listened to first. And then I really found with Le, uh, Les Brown and uh, Miles Monroe before he passed the videos that he put out, you know, those really would feed my, feed my soul really, you know, they, those really were the things that were feeding my mind and um, to where uh, music is, like I said, has always been my thing. So once I started hearing the way they speak and, and the way that um, they talk about the mind, I wanted to learn more about that. Like I, I, I was like, okay, if the mind is a spiritual thing, you know, then I was like, okay, there's something spiritual behind all this and I got to figure it out. You know, I got to figure out what it is. So I would like, when I tell you I dove into it, God on his truth, 14 to 16 hour days, even if, it was, if I was on the ride to work, 
I was listening to these men speak and was listen to, you know, even the, uh, the way they spoke it and the way they, you know, even accelerated their voices. And, you know, I, I really went into detail of what they were doing. And then I was like, well, you know, music, music was definitely something that helped me through the uh, first 10 years of my of the first marriage I was in. And music was was the thing that helped me get through all that saying and, and like songs like telling me I can get, I, you know, and like I tell people, you know, I don't want them to get too spiritual on me. But like Keisha Cole, you know, those type of music was actually the thing that helped me get over that re- abusive, you know, relationship. And so I started listening to things like that or, or even, you know, um, CC Wine is, you know, people like that that can pour into me and tell me, you know, uh, that I'm OK and that I can make it and that. I don't have to think about it this way and that I'm strong and, you know, just begin to tap into those gifts inside of me. That's where I, I begin to take the words that I was learning and things that I was learning about, even about myself and even the insecurities in myself. Because even the first music, uh, motivational music that I made, that was actually insecurities I was feeling within myself. And so in order to overcome those things, and listening to affirmations and telling telling myself I am worthy of success, I am loved, I am powerful. Listening to those affirmations and saying, well, you know what? If I take it and I put it to music, and I can listen to this on the ride to work, you know, th- this this will really pour into me because you know. So that's what I started doing. I started, you know, listening to the and especially even the type of music, like the beat behind the music. It, you know, I didn't have to know what the words meant. You know. A lot of times beats would get me, you know, beats, mm-hmm. it, that's what it was. So I was like, man, I was like, man, I like that beat. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to try to put this to this. And that's what I did. And, you know, I was able to produce that uh, motivational music. Wow. That is amazing, sis. Now, you said you were in an abusive relationship for quite a while. Yeah. What was the final thing that you finally experienced or that clicked in you that said, so I've got to go. I've got to move. Um, okay. The final thing was, I remember my mother always telling me, she said, you know what? When you, when you have enough, that's when you'll leave. And I don't care how many times you tell a person, you know, you're better than this. You can do this. You can get out of this. You don't have to stay in something like this, you know, um, because I would get told that all the time. But not until one day, I remember um, I had... Okay, I, I had three children uh, with my ex-husband at the time. And um, my daughter, she was, I'd say, probably about a, a, a year old, if not about to make a year. And I, I worked nights, so I worked from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. And then when I would get home, a lot of times I'd have to get my kids ready for school and then rush them off to school and then come back and try and try to get sleep with a one-year-old, even though... My ex-husband was still there. You know, um, he, he, it wasn't that he was working or anything, but I'd have to do all of these things. And then I saw him cleaning one day, and I was like, you know what? Even though I only got two hours of sleep, I'm going to get up and help him clean. Well, I started to help him clean and everything. And, you know, I'm me thinking I'm doing a good thing because, you know what, I'm trying to work, to, you know, work with him. And so I go to ask him a question, and he blows up at me, and uh, he starts cursing me out. And one of his relatives is there, and he had he had always did it behind closed doors, but never in front of people. And one of his relatives were there, and they were holding him back. And it was like he was going to do something, and he didn't care whether they were there or not. So I I remember going in my bedroom, locking the door, 
And I said, okay, Jesus. Now, by this time, I left at least 10 times. And, you know, I done went left and came back a week later, left two weeks later, come back. I done did all that. And so I, I locked the door and I'm like, okay, Jesus. I was like, I can't go through this my whole life. So I said, I, I need to know, like, is this the time to leave to where, because I, if I leave, I don't want to come back. And see, people don't understand. A lot of times they, they'll tell you, you know, God wouldn't have you in these things, but God knew exactly when and where he uh, would allow me to get finally get the mindset, you know what, I'm going to leave. Uh, I'm not going to ever say God told me to leave, but God did equip me once I decided to leave. Once I made up my mind to leave, he was like, okay, daughter, I got you. You know, and so he, uh, he, you know, I got every, uh, sitting on the bed and I had locked the door and I said, okay, God, I need a sign because I want to know this time I'm going to leave for real. Then I never want to come back. And mm. as soon as I said that this man kicked the door down and every, I mean, pieces of wood started flying all over the place. I mean, it's shattering all over the floor. And then he steps in, into the room. He grabs my uh, keys off the dresser and he says, now lock my door again and see. And so I picked up my daughter off the bed and I was like, okay, Jesus, um, I'm, this is it. And so he ends up throwing my keys back on the table. He ends up leaving. So I know he, the type of person he is. If I don't get my kids out of the house, all of them out of the house, when he gets back and he sees me leaving, he's going to try to hold one of my children back, right? Because, <laughs> and I'm not leaving mine behind, you know? So, okay, so I'm like, Jesus, I got to get three children together. So I hurry up. I grab three of them, you know, the three, and I go put them in the car. And I'm like, okay, let me hurry up and try to grab these things. Because I have three small kids. All of my children were under the age of four. Mm. Wow. So I'm putting everybody in the car. I'm grabbing diapers. Well, then I see him coming back up the street, walking back up. And I was like, okay. And um, so I put everything in there. I'm trying to get in the car. And he was like, oh, you leaving? And he opens up the back car and he starts throwing my things on the ground. He's like, no, just let me get my stuff. And I was like, okay. You know, I ain't going to say nothing because I ain't trying to agitate the situation. So I'm like, okay, cool. You know, he gets all of his stuff. I don't say a word. I put everything in the back of my car. And I close the car and then I start backing up and I say, and I say, God, this is the last time. This is the last time I'm going to be here. And from there, it was like a light bulb had just turned on and I was starting to understand that I was worth more. And I said, I'll never come back. And I can't tell you how many times even I had to watch my mind. Cause like I told you, the mind's a spiritual thing and you'll war in your mind so many times. And I started playing music, you know, like I said, just to, be able to strengthen my mind because I understand like music, you know, um, music is very powerful. You know, Lucifer was, was in charge of music, you know? So a lot of times, you know, we use music for actually for worse things when it's degrading women, things like that, but actually music can be a great and powerful thing to empower you. So I started using mute, using music to help me stay strong enough to stay out of it. And then I never went back and it's been six years now. And then the, the killer part is I forgot to tell you, after, two weeks after leaving, I found out I was four months pregnant with my fourth baby. So I had four kids under the age of five, and I was determined to start over. And I was just, I was just done, and I did it. Mm, 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 mm. I'm so thankful for you sharing that story, sis, because that's part of the reason why I do what I do. My my goal, my aim is to reach out to all of my sister queens. And it doesn't matter your background, doesn't matter your creed, your ethnicity. All of us come from things that have 
grown us and developed us into the strong women that we are or are developing into. And so you sharing that story, it's like, it brings such joy, not being that you went through all that, but the strength that you found to finally leave. And something else that brings me joy too is your daughters, your kids that, that were present for all this, even though they were so young, you showed them even at that age, how you are allowing or disallowing somebody to treat you, what you will and will not put up with, what you should or should not put up with. So I don't know you very well just yet, sis, but I am extremely proud of you for taking that step. And for not only that, but knowing that you're meant to help our other sister queens out here by sharing your testimony. Oh my gosh, you're going to help so many people, sis. Thank you. Thank you. No, that that's definitely what it's about. Like helping each other, um, you know, and not forgetting about that person that might, you know, just be starting off because you never know. This might be the next person that figures out the cure to cure uh, um, the everything it takes to cure cancer or some type of disease, you might be pouring into something very serious that's going to help your daughter or your son or, you know, help one of your loved ones along the way. You know, you know, like about the butterfly effect, you know, something, Mm -hmm. something so small, you know, just their little wings can affect something far away. But, you know, a lot of times we forget about that little butterfly, about how just uh, you know, just a swing of, of the butterfly's wings affects something so further away. And it, and it might be my great, great grandchildren one day down the line that it might end up affect, affecting. So I can't be selfish in myself, you know, or to say, you know what, I went through this and this is how life is. And I'm, I'm going, you know, build myself up and, you know, try to get here and forget about those, you know, that that are going to go through the same thing I've been through, because what you go through is not for you. It's to help somebody else. True. So very true. And I realized over the last year, year and a half that I've been developing into the person that I am now and even beyond, I used to be very self-conscious about coming on and doing these videos and making these new connections and being more open to new people coming into my life to teach me different lessons and stuff. And I realized I was being selfish in the fact being so self-conscious because I was worried about what people were going to think about how I said something or the fact that I'm on every week or the fact that I have officially dubbed myself the Brandy Johnson. And it's not because I'm fooling myself. It's because I understand the name Brandy Johnson is fairly common. Yeah. Yeah. I had to start somehow. So it came to be the Brandy Johnson. But I found myself fighting with myself at one point in time because I underestimated the power of just following the process, doing these videos every week, um, getting to the point that we're now starting this podcast and, and more things are coming down the pipe. But it took me just literally sitting back and realizing I don't know who's watching. And if I don't do what I am drawn to do, I might be taking away somebody else's chance to grow into the potential person that they could be. And so I'm very glad that you touched on that subject. Yeah. You know, a lot of things that I also fought with 
is uh, being that being that I was always different anyway. You know, now I kind of clown and say I don't mind being different. I don't care if I'm different. I, you know, different. You know, makes helps me to stand out. But a lot of times, because of that um, being different, it made me to where. I felt like I couldn't speak out in front of people because I, I tell my dad, I was like, you know, I'm like Moses. I was like, if God sent me an errand, then I'll talk to people, you know, he'll talk to people for me. And I know exactly what to say. I know what, you know, the formulas to use, but I can't talk in front of people because I stutter. I might not know the exact word I want to use. But then I realized the more and more I talk to people, the more I realized I just wanted somebody not only just to be themselves, but to be down to earth where I can talk to them. And if I mess up, they're like, oh, that's OK. That's fun. You know, so, you know, and they're, and they're able to kind of we, we can kind of bounce off each other. of You know, um, it's OK just to be you. And, and a lot of times when things are different, they shut them, they shut them away because that's not the norm. That's not, you know, what we're what we're used to. But but maybe <clears throat> I realized I don't want things that I'm used to because obviously things that I, I was used to has gotten me the places that I've gotten. And I want to be different. You know, I want to get to a different place. I want to begin to soar. I, you know, I don't I don't want to stay where I am. I'm tired of, you know, just, you know, hitting the ground to where I'm working every day and just working the man's nine to five. When I was like, you know, I know the life God intended for me. And so I have to figure out how do I get there? You know, how do I tap into that? And if it's me being different then I'm okay with that now and being able to speak to women and not care if maybe the word I wanted didn't pop up in my head right away or maybe, you know, I might stutter and say it two or three times, you know, and being okay with that, you know, so that's even a new aspect that, you know, that's a, that's a different thing, but you know, that's something new to me. That, like I said, I am amazed because listening to you speak, sis, and the things that you're articulating right now in this moment, it's like, I, we're not in front of each other, but it's like standing in front of a mirror. Yeah. Like we we were both those oddballs in our circles. Like when I was younger, especially in my high school years, I spent a lot of time kind of observing um, the things going on around me and some of the things that the kids were into that I just wasn't. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I guess I just had a higher sense of awareness in my teenage years. So the things that entertained most people my age, um, they didn't really tickle my fancy. Yes, I participated in dance and everything. And that was more uh, in order. Well, I realized I enjoyed dance immensely. Um, I was on the drill team and I used to break dance and all kinds of fun stuff. But I initially just did it to connect on a different level. Being that I was observing everybody, I realized I wasn't really connecting. But it turns out by trying to connect, I actually ended up finding something I really, really loved. How how did that work in your life? Because I know you were probably the one that sat back and observed and didn't really relate to. Yeah, I, with, with me, the like I told you, music was definitely my thing. So music is what I poured myself into, whether it been band playing, uh, playing an instrument or, um, you know, I was the only girl for a long time before my parents adopted my sister. I was the girl for uh, a very long time. So I was more of the top, you know, tomboyish. I was still, you know, different because I had, I had three big brothers, you know, and, and they were, um, it was always basketball and th- and music, you know, so those were my things. But then, um, I, I I guess God just ended up putting me to where I was okay with 
being alone and not being a, because if you re- realize people there, there's a few things that people really don't like and that subconsciously it's silence is one of the things and being alone you know and so even all of that throughout my life he was just cultivating me he was just developing you know that oh being okay to be alone uh, aspect of my life that way whenever he would use my gift whenever he would uh, bring my gift to the forefront I would be okay with being alone. Now, don't get me wrong. It still hurts sometimes. You know, it, it, it is, when, especially when you feel like you're lonely because, you know, you're, you're trying to stay on this path and you feel like no one else is trusting you. No one else is is patting you on the back or cheering you on. And, and, and you're like, man, uh, you, you almost want this reassurance from someone else. But then understanding that, okay, if this is something that's put inside of you. You've already been assured. You have already been told what you need to say. And this someone else's pat on the back or someone else's okay shouldn't determine whether you say this or not, especially if it's truth. Because understand, you know, be talking and telling someone the truth is more love than anyone anything else. You know, versus holding it back and saying, well, I don't want to hurt their feelings because, you know, this might hurt. Well, if you love me, tell me. And so I was definitely okay in the end with... Um, being that loner, but understanding sometimes you still need that someone to say, you know what, um, go this way, you know, because we can only take ourselves so far sometimes, but, but mm-hmm. having that person, that mentor, that, you know, someone, and that's what I love about you. And even, even meeting you because you're so down to earth, you, you, you can tell you genuinely, genuinely just want to help a sister, you know, help someone up, whether, and it doesn't matter the color, it doesn't matter the background, the culture, whatever it is, you just want to help. And, and so we, we've missed that in the, in today's society. We've missed that. So many people are looking for, you know what, well, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this, but then, and what's great, do it, develop yourself. That's awesome. But don't forget about those. Don't forget about where you came from. Don't forget about someone that's just like you, that's looking to, not only better themselves, but then help the next one behind them, you know? So I, I thank God for you because, you, you know, you're such a down-to-earth person and, and you genuinely, I can feel that you genu- genuinely just want to help. True story. And that's why I find it so amazing. Like, like I said, it's like looking in a mirror and I'm very excited because I've seen my progress just over the last year, year and a half, just finally locking into the thing that I'm drawn to do and the right people, the right connections are coming along. I'm excited to connect with you. I'm excited to connect with a couple of other people that will be coming to the forefront very, very soon. Um, I'm beyond excited because you're just starting out. But like you said, it, it is a lonely process because there comes a point in time that you realize that everybody around you, they're, they're stuck in their stories is what it is. And though you see potential, though you see them being better versions of themselves, if they don't see it from themselves, for themselves, yes. there's not much we can do about it. So we continue with our personal growth journeys and we continue to seemingly get further and further away from the people that we love. But in understanding the process, I want to give you um, something to lean on in regards to that. Eventually, you'll get to a point that they'll, because basically what's going on is people in your life are still seeing you as you were. 
known you so long, they can't quite comprehend that you have changed. But when your friend circles change, when your opportunities begin to change, when your lifestyle begins to change, they're going to start to pay attention. I'm going to prep you on this, sis. When the changes do come, the ones that you seek, because in our obedience, in our growth process, God begins to bless us more and more abundantly. Keep an eye out. If you are like me, you have a very open, giving nature about you. Yes. So something that I had to be coached on by my husband was it's okay to be open and giving, but you need to know when you're enabling somebody versus when you're actually helping somebody. Those that want to be helped are going to participate in their rescue. You got to keep your eye out for those people. Those are the ones that need the most love and understanding and patience. But you also need to be mindful of the ones that are going to come out the woodwork in order to see what they can get off of you. And then take off to whatever direction they choose to go in. They're not there to get anything, to learn how to be better versions of themselves. They're there to take and take and take until you can't give or won't give anymore. Do not feel bad when this happens because these people will try and make us feel guilty and manipulate us. But we understand That by allowing that kind of stuff to distract us, we are taking time and energy away from the people that need us. So I want you to be aware of that now, because I wish this is something that somebody had taught me sooner than when I started to find out this lesson um, by experience that was actually unnecessary just because I wasn't properly prepped on it ahead of time. So it's in that spirit that I'm telling you about it now because it is going to happen. It's just a part of the process and just continue to grow in your emotional intelligence so that when it occurs, you don't, you don't feel too out of whack about it in regards to um, feelings of guilt feelings of hurt, feelings of betrayal. Yeah. Now, do you think with um, you being in it now and that happening to you, that now you, that it's easier, I guess, to see those and be able to break away from it? Because that that definitely, when I tell you we're a lot alike, we're a lot alike, even, you know, before um, with people. And I noticed that it was more like, what can I do for them type deal? And, and the relationship was definitely one-sided. And they, mm-hmm. you know, and I even had a hard time, I guess, being able to say, you know what, um, I need to break, break it away or break it, break it off. And without feeling the guilt of, you know what, maybe they just are misunderstood, you know, versus, you know, trying to say, you know what, this is what it is. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's just because um, many of us have been brought up to allow people back into our lives that we know don't mean us any good out of a sense of either loyalty, love, or um, misplaced responsibility. Nobody ever tells us that it's okay to seek self-preservation over being destroyed by somebody else's selfish motives. And so we're we're made to believe that we are judging somebody when in fact, we are just 
acknowledging who a person is in that moment and steering clear of their ulterior motives. I'm not saying that people that have the habit of using and misusing people don't have the, the ability to change, but it's our responsibility to see them for who they are in the moment and maybe observe them over time to see if yet, yes, they are in fact changing and you can always revisit giving them another chance later on down the road. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's uh, because I am that type of person that has such a forgiving heart. I give them chance after chance after chance, you know, and um, you know, not realizing that, you know, when they do want to change versus, you know what, this is just who they are. I think Maya Angelou said, you know, believe a person when they tell you who they are, you know? And, mm -hmm. and so I think that is something definitely that um, not only I thank you for the heads up, but just, Definitely something I'll have to be directed and guided in because I know I struggle with that because I, I just want to help someone. And, you know, I want to treat people. Uh, you figure you people will treat you the way you would treat them. And, you know, and then you, and then you don't want to be as gullible, but then you do want to be loving. So, yeah, that's definitely something that I fight with on the inside. So thank God for people like you in my life that will help you know, help me with this because uh, that's something that um, I know in myself. I know who I, I am and I'm definitely the type of person that wants to give chance after chance and, and sometimes not knowing how to cut it off when I realize that person doesn't want the help that they might say they need, you know, in order to stop doing that type of uh, act. Yes, love. Absolutely. And like I said, I used to feel the exact same way. I still do at times, but I also understand that some of the stuff that I'm doing, um, it's going to have an impact. And if I allow myself to be distracted by people that mean me no good, my family no good, my circle no good, then who am I actually hurting? You're right. You're right. <laughs> and when you pay the consequences of giving people that don't deserve the benefit of the doubt, you not only have little ones watching you if you're a mother or an aunt or any of the many roles us ladies play, but you're also showing them how they can allow people to treat them or not. And we don't want to set that precedent. But I'm so very grateful for you jumping on with me today. And I am very excited to see you continue to grow, sis. Um, to all those that have listened this far into the episode, I want to remind you that I am talking to Miss Jamika Willis, also known as Lady Queen. I am. You're going to be hearing more from this wonderful Sister Queen. And would you like to leave our audience with any closing words, ma'am? Uh, definitely. Um, I, I, before I do that, I just want to thank you once again, just for giving me the opportunity to be able to speak. Um, you know, I don't take it lightly. Uh, uh, definitely something I take to my heart. But I, I want every queen to remember um, just that it's okay with being you, even in the awkwardness, even if you see yourself as different, be, be you. You know, if, you, if you're that bright and loud color, be the bright and loud color. If you're more of a subtle color, be that subtle color. Whatever it is, uh, just be you. And if you choose, that's the amazing thing, thing about being a human being. If you choose today that you didn't like what it was yesterday, change it. Just change your change the way you think. Change it. You we have the capability to change and become the person and and the queen that we're always meant to be. Absolutely wonderful. 
All right, loves. Well, that has been episode three of For the Love of Queens podcast. If you love the queens and soon to be kings that come on these episodes and you want to keep in touch with everything that's going on and be in the loop, feel free to join the Facebook group For the Love of Queens. Um, you'll see my picture. Um, I've also sent the invite to Lady Queen I Am. So if she's somebody that you would love to connect with, of course, you could find her on Facebook under Shamika Willis, S-H-A-M-E-K-A-W-I-L-L-I-S. And she, I hope, will be plugged into the For the Love of Queens yeah. group and can be contacted there as well. Definitely. So I love you guys so much for jumping on here. I thank you so much, Lady Queen. I am for giving me your time and sharing your story, giving our sister queen some hope, love, and understanding. Yeah. And yeah, until next time, loves. Bye. Bye.